it is a fucking challenge, not just to like be a parent working from home and doing all that stuff, trying to keep the place clean, like little things <laughs> like, you know, Saturdays was you clean the patio and, you know, pressure wash the garage. And like you yeah, had yeah. time to do all that stuff. Now it's like, I can barely so brush I my had teeth, a rhythm bro. where everything was nice. And you no, know, we decided to fuck that all up though. We just, <laughs> it was too one. good. Right. So we just say, you know, let's have another kid. Just really throw a wrench in and see what we can do. Funny. It's, it's funny. You know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who are you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you ready? Uh, let me check the levels, make sure. You got a nice little setup. What do you got to podcast yourself? Well, I'm trying to, but I used to, long time ago, DJ. Oh, sick. So, and then it was like back in college. So I bought a good microphone to actually start recording artists to make our own mixtapes. Oh, dope. so this microphone is actually like 12 years old, oh, but no it's shit. still a really yeah. good, it's a road condenser mic. Hell yeah, dude. That, that's all I have is a lot of, well, besides my, my sure mics, but yeah, yeah. I got all road products. They're all, it's all good shit. They yeah. last forever. Yeah. Well, cool, this man. thing is <clears throat> gotta be, let's see, my daughter's 11, so. Probably like 14 years old. Damn. Yeah, but it's it still, great. if you sounds look, great. If you look it up, it's like it's still like a $200 mic. No shit. Used. Yeah. 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 I just I upgraded. Like, I had the Rode uh, pod mics, but I yeah. just upgraded to these short mics. I've had a podcast for a couple of years now. So I'm like, I got to, I'm going to have to spend some dough. Yeah. You got to get the shores. You know what I mean? Like, if it's good enough for Rogan, it's good enough for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude. Thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on, man. Sure. Uh, we're recording, by the way. I just get right into it. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, normally <laughs> I'll just do like intros and stuff. I'll leave that in the description. Yeah. So, um. But what do you what do you typically do now? So you you were a DJ, and I, I noticed yeah, you. That was, did, that was a lot years ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now you got that an HVAC company. Good. You said. Yeah, so I have a small HVAC company. We actually nice. do compliance testing in the state of California. We can do oh, installs cool. too. You have to be licensed for all that stuff, but our bread and butter is, is testing, efficiency testing. Nice. And do you do that like in-house or do you go to people's? It's all, yeah, we just, we go to up to five people on a good day. We'll go up to 10 people's houses a day. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun though, <laughs> because you get to meet a lot of different people. Oh dude. You get I get to see a lot of different. Yeah. yeah. Imagine being in like five different houses a day. And we don't just go to their house. We're in every room of their house. So we see their house intimately. Yeah. There's no hiding. From us. <laughs> <laughs> People you, are always like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's dirty or it's messy. I'm like, ah, it's fine. You live here, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not a show house. <laughs> yeah, you're so, not like looking. But there's some houses too. I don't get it. They have like eight kids and their house is immaculate. And I don't, I don't understand that because I got, I got an 11 year old and a five month old. And if I can keep my house clean every day, there's something wrong. Dude, me and my wife were just talking about that because we have people coming over tomorrow for like a, we do a Friendsgiving, but we, we do Thanksgiving at one person's, uh, or, you know, a group of friends yeah. at their house and the next year, uh, the other person hosts, but now we're actually doing Christmas as well. So we're doing Friendsgiving and then we'll do like Christmas. That's a big deal though. Cause Christmas. I saw that you also just had a baby. Dude, four, four months she just turned and me and my wife just looked at each other today cause you know, it's tomorrow the party. And we look at each other this morning and we're sipping our coffee and trying to put our lives together. And we're like, we look around, we're like, how the fuck are we going to host people tomorrow? Yeah. This place is a pigsty. 
Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because we, you know, people don't understand when you have kids, of course it's difficult and, and all that, but, um, especially at this early age, as you know, um, you know, my wife is fortunate enough to where she's, uh, breastfeeding. So not only does she pump, but -hmm. it's the feeding aspect. It's, you know, uh, by the time you like change a diaper and try to put her down for the nap, not my wife, the baby, but by (laughs) by the time you, you try to put this kid down and then she naps, I don't know about your kids, but she only, my daughter only naps 30 minutes if we're lucky. Sometimes I 20. get 20. Right. Yeah. 20 to 30 is like more than 30. Like the other day she took a nap for like an hour and we're like, oh, this is amazing. But the only way my daughter will nap that long is if you're holding her. Same. Yeah. Contact yeah. naps are. Yeah. That's the only way. And then, of course, we're trying to like get her out of that. But so you can't get anything done. Thankfully, we both work from home. You know, I have my own business and my wife works for uh, iHeartMedia. So we're able to both work from home. But it is a fucking challenge. Not just to like be a parent working from home and doing all this stuff, but like we mentioned, trying to keep the place clean, like little things <laughs> like the bathroom, you know, you forget about before when we didn't have a kid, it's like, you know, Saturdays was you clean the patio and you, you know, pressure wash the garage and like you yeah, had yeah. time to do all that stuff. Now it's like, I can. So I had a rhythm teeth, going right. Cause I have an 11 year old. So life was good. We had. You know, take her to school in the morning. We did sure. work, picked her up at three o'clock every day. And then after school activities, my wife got off where everything was nice. And, you know, we decided <laughs> to fuck that all up, though. We just, <laughs> it was too one. good. Right. So we just say, you know, let's have another kid. Yeah. And exactly. uh, just really throw a wrench in it and see what we can do. <laughs> Dude, the universe is crazy like that, where it's like things oh, go, things go super well. And then, you know, boom. My Here life's you. been interesting in that aspect. So when we got married, we were having this, so she's my high school sweetheart oh, wow. and we were together. We've been together forever um, since we were 16. And then wow, we were going to get married. We had the hall, we had the DJ, the food. The day that our dress arrived is the day that she found out she was pregnant. No. So I was like, we just bought a house yeah. and I was like, you know what? We, we can't wait for the wedding because I need to get you on my insurance now. Now it's a business move, <laughs> yeah. right? Now it's a Tax. business move. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't afford, you know, a hundred thousand dollar or whatever it costs to have a baby out of pocket because she didn't have insurance yeah. either. Yeah. And she wasn't on my insurance because we weren't married. Right. So <laughs> we just got a house. I'm like, we're going to lose everything. That's what I'm thinking. Right. <laughs> yeah. If we have this kid and we have to pay for it for the rest of our lives for the, for the, the delivery. So we what we did is we we had the shotgun wedding at the at City Hall. Right. At, nice. And my parents threw together this beautiful thing at the last minute they could. Our family still showed up. And it was awesome. So that was great. Fast forward um, 11 years after we had our baby, we wanted them to have a second baby the entire time. It just never happened. Right. And we were like, hey, you know what? Let's not get upset about it because relationships can go really sour really quick when people are trying to have a baby. Oh, yeah. Um, I know relationships have actually split over it. Um, and yeah. I get it. I don't, you know, I understand. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not here to judge either. But sure. I get it. It's, it's a difficult thing when you're trying to have that seed to continue the legacy. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we have one. Let's be grateful for what we have. Right. And this is where our memories are different. I think it was the next day. My wife says it was later in the week, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to go with my story because it sounds better. The next day, she found out she was pregnant. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's my true story. So it's like we, we like to just keep it interesting <laughs> right. where everything's like nice and easy. And yeah. then we like to just mess it all up. Yeah. 
But you know what is interesting about, I, I love hearing those stories, so thanks for sharing with that. Because um, we have kind of a similar story I get into, but what's interesting about like those type of events that happen in your life is you you definitely end up being better at the end of it. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so many shitty things that happened to us um, before we were able to conceive that now we're, it's almost like it, all that crappy stuff kind of led up to and preparing you for the moment you're in. Right. And it's because um, we, we went through like a whole IVF journey. Um, mm. And it, what was even more crazy is like everything was okay with both of us. Like there were like medically, there was no issues with, right. but for just, whatever reason, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're both relatively healthy. I mean, you know, so there was no on paper. It didn't make sense. So our doctors were like baffled. They're like, but let's try this. Let's try this. So anyway, a hundred thousand dollars later, yeah. before we even have this child. Right. Um, so during that time, it was a two year process. So you going back to like couples getting that tension, that resentment, that, Right. You know, we definitely, we, we battled a lot with that for sure. Uh, thankfully, it, it never got to the point where it was like close enough to where it was like, we're contemplating, but right. it was definitely a lot of stress. And, sure. and then as this is going on, um, I had a, uh, I, I was diagnosed having a tumor in my lung. Again, weird situation. Doctors yeah. have no idea why I just showed up. Thankfully, it wasn't cancerous, but I had to get it removed. So, you know, um, I was like six month recovery and it was just, I'm still having issues from it, like nerve damage and stuff. So all that tackled in with this, but then next thing you know, all this struggle, all this madness that happened during this time, all the money we spent, mm -hmm. then when you have that kid and yeah. you're at the hospital, man, yeah, and that baby pops out, it's like, yeah. <laughs> who cares? Nothing else. Nothing matters anymore. Nothing matters. It's so right. wicked. Yeah. And and then, you know, it's it's those little milestones that I'm, I'm sure I can't wait to see because, you know, if you have an 11-year-old, you know, the stories you have and the memories you have is, I'm sure, phenomenal. But, like, even just in the four months, she just rolled over for the first time last week. You know, she, she, just, had her, <laughs> she just had her big laugh. Right. It's like those little things, man, it's I'm so blessed that we're able to work from home as well because I could yeah. not imagine dropping her off at a child care place. So I used to do that before I do what I do now. I used to mm -hmm. travel. And oh, wow. I, I share that story a lot. And I traveled like 90% of the time. Oof. Yeah. So my daughter was just going into kindergarten. What is that? Like five or six, something like that. And my wife would drop me off at the airport. She dropped me off at the airport so much. My daughter thought I worked at the actual airport. Wow. So she thought she was dropping me off at work and then picking me up from work. And I'd be gone two, three weeks, sometimes longer. It just depended on whatever the the trip was, but I traveled a lot and I got to a point in my life where I'm like, I don't want to keep doing this. Hmm. I don't want to, I felt, I told my wife, I'm just direct deposit. That's all I am at this point is direct deposit. I come home, I ruin everything that she had because she was very structured. She's like, we're going to bed at a certain time. She had a regiment because that's how she survived, right? That's how sure. doing it by herself. She had a very strict schedule because yeah. she was still working too. Wow. Um, her mom, my mother-in-law was able to watch the baby for us. So I'd come home. I'm like, we're staying up late. We're going out to eat. We're going out. We're having a good time. Because I'm only here life. for life. Like yeah. yeah. And I'm only yeah. here for a day and a half and I'm out. Right. So um, I decided I don't want to do that anymore. And that's why I ventured where I went now with, with my own business because now I have an opportunity to see. And it's really cool because now I get to see what I didn't get to see on the first one. Because mm -hmm. I missed my daughter's first day at kindergarten. I missed a birthday at the last minute. Like, hey, 
I know you just got home yesterday, but I need you to fly to uh, Florida for the weekend. Wow. I'm like, hey, tomorrow's my daughter's birthday. They're like, yeah, I know, but we need you to go. Yeah. So things like that happened a lot, and it, it made me kind of really take stock of my life and what I was doing. And um, I don't want to. I didn't want to get to the point where I was older with a lot of regret missing out. Sure. Because it's challenging, especially as um, the role of a husband, right? Or the, how we perceive ourselves as men. We are. It's bred into us that we have to be the the guys that make the money. We have to do this and that. Um, but I didn't want it to be just the guy that made money. I want to be the guy that was involved with my kids and my family and be a part of their lives. Yeah, uh, my parents made a lot of sacrifices for me. They were able to send me to private school. They were able to help take care of me. They were definitely not the richest people on the block. And I probably had one of the dirtiest or not dirtiest, but not, I didn't have a Mustang in the parking lot, right? I had a car, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. the Mustang. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't take for granted what they did for me. Mm. Um, and so I was the first kid in school. I was the last kid picked up and that's how it worked forever. Wow. So yeah. I was the daycare baby and I didn't, I didn't want my kids to be the daycare baby. Yeah. Um, I felt like that the time that I have with them was way more important than the money. Money can come from a lot of different avenues, especially in today's age. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. So no. That's, yeah. Well, well, well said. And I think that's, that's also like, how old are you? If you don't mind. I'm 39. 39. So I'm 38. So we're, yeah, we're in that same, uh, 84, 85 category where yep. like our, our parents, like again, 2023, it is a very different time. And a lot of people talk about, I've had a lot of people on the show that I like you, I've never met in person and, you know, we end up becoming good friends and, you know, they tell me their life story and, you know, we get to know, and it's funny, a different generation. Cause I've met a lot of people through this Avenue that are in their twenties and they have this like perception of not everybody, but that it is tough right now. And yeah, there's certain things that are tough, right? Just like there's a lot of things that aren't as tough as, as what they were. For example, right. like our parents, I don't know about you, but my dad, he worked, like you said, he was the breadwinner. He worked three jobs while Dang. my mom was a stay-at-home mom to try to, and these weren't like, you know, corporate jobs. These were like yeah. grocery bagger at Piggly Wiggly which there's, <laughs> there's not even piggy wiggies anymore. And then he was a, a truck driver at Coca-Cola and, you know, he tried to run his own business for a little bit with a friend of his and that went well, but obviously that's a lot of work. So he's juggling all these jobs and right. he's barely seeing me as much as probably he wants. Right. And then when he would get home, my mom would go off and do her thing and, and, and work nights. So it was like this struggle that I think a lot of people in our age bracket can, can relate to. And that was like what we were fed for years is like that, that a stay at home mom does what she has to do. The dad goes off and works and barely spends time with the kid. And then now you fast forward and like our generation, I feel like there is a lot more opportunity to make money. But more importantly, we're starting to understand that even though things are tough, if we're a little bit more frugal with money, if we're a little bit smarter to invest, if we're, if we look at other ways to quote unquote hustle to make money on the side without sacrificing time away from our kids. That's why you're seeing a lot more, I think, successful dads that are at home. And are they going to make six figures? Who knows? But I don't know about you. That's not on my mind right now. Like I, right. I I'm going to make money as, as best I can, but I'm not, I'm not driven by money anymore. I, I'm not, I, yeah, you know? I was the same way. I was obviously very driven. I used to, yeah. I used to manage a bunch of warehouses and I used to actually sleep in these warehouses to try to make things better. I was so dedicated that, and my wife was always worried, like, 
you get so involved and you want to be the best at everything you do. And mm -hmm. I go 100, 110%. I literally would wake up the next day from sleeping in my office, walk back out into the floor and they're like, what are you doing? You need to go home. Yeah, I'm like, no, we got to get past this point. I want to get 100% on the inventory. We have to make sure this and that was right. And my customers love me, but they were like, why do you work so hard? And mm -hmm. I just had the answer of, is I, I need to. I felt like I had yeah. to because that was my reputation, my name. It wasn't just sure. my employees or my guys. It was everything was under yeah. me. Yeah. And so it had to represent me. But I get to the point where I'm just killing myself. And I'm like, you know, there's there's better ways. That's right. And especially since you're doing it for other people. That's right. Yeah. Right. Like there. And I think I think the, the issue, though, from generation to generation, in my opinion, I'm not saying that so much that, um, you know, I don't have the perception where all the new guys don't work hard enough because there's definitely different ways to make money. But mm -hmm. I do think that there is more of a feeling where people don't have to work as hard as they used to mm. um, because there are so many different ways to make money. Yeah, um, there's a lot of opportunities out there if you're willing to go out for them and search them and try them, but nothing is easy. That's right. And if you look at all the clicks online and YouTube and the analytics, your most popular things are going to be how to create a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. How to make a YouTube video, how to get a website going in five minutes, mm -hmm. all these things. And that's great yeah. for, for clickbait, but the reality is it's not that easy. No. Um, first thing you notice, right, was a setup. You need a setup. It costs money. Yeah. You need software. You have to know how to run the software, right? You have to know how to edit. It takes time. If you're mm -hmm. going to do it properly, you have to know how to use all the filters and all these different things. And the same thing with the website. You That's have to right. know how to set it up, SEO, drive traffic, and it's dedication. And the, the social media world alone, you and I met on threads, right? <laughs> social media alone can take up an entire day. For sure. I, I was baffled how much time I was starting to spend on social media mm -hmm. to try to put my name out there. Yeah. And then I realized that there's 10,000 other people doing the same thing. That's right. Right. So the constantly, waters are yeah. constantly, yeah. the waters are muddy. You're either competing with a meme page or a porn bot <laughs> on somebody engaging on something. You know what I mean though? Like, yeah. yeah, it's out there. So there are a lot of ways to make money, but I think that the message can't be that it's easy. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's it, very it's, difficult. Yeah. It's definitely not. I would say, you know, a lot of people would say works this generation, millennials, Gen Zs, they're working smarter, not harder. And I think there's a little bit of truth to that, but also I don't know where the phrase is, but I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think they're working smarter, but they're also working harder as well. It, yeah. I think a lot of people like the boomers are looking at it like they're not working hard. Right. They, they are, but they're not like, you know, building cases of Coca-Cola and beer. Right. They're not in the mill. They're not fucking, you know, cleaning shoes. Yeah, they're not like doing labor intensive work. Right. But but that's where I think if you are above 30, hopefully you will instill this in the younger generation to where I think our kids, it's going to be easier for them. And I don't, I don't want to say easier, but it's there's going to be a lot more avenues to make more money different ways where you don't have to do those labor jobs because our parents did the hard work. You know, right. it's like it's like my grandfather came from overseas from Italy like that whole the whole side of my family a lot of uh, our families are immigrants so our, our grandfathers and great-grandfathers came to this country worked hard did the sacrifice so that way our parents right. only had to work three jobs <laughs> yeah but, but now us we only have to work one job right and then hopefully and I, hopefully our kids maybe they're only doing something in the VR world right. 
you know, when they're in their thirties and, and they don't actually have to l- physically leave their house. So I think it's going to get easier and easier as the generations go down, but educating yourself on why that is and keeping up with technology, even though it is difficult, um, there are ways to do it, but it, it doesn't mean it's easy. It's just a different type of difficult, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, there's there's different. So when you, when you talked about like what our parents did right now, what we're doing today is I, I keep that in mind, because like I said, my parents worked all day and all night to keep mm-hmm. me in school, to keep everything afloat and they did well. But so now I'm like, OK, what do I have to do? And that's why I work so hard doing what I did, because I was like, well, they did this and it worked right. and I can do this, too. And it did work. Mm-hmm. I don't know how happy they were when they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what they I tell us, book, what, what they tell us is what they yeah. tell us is not what it is. Like if you ask right. them now, they're like, "Oh yeah, I was happy." And you're like, "Oh, oh everything's like, great. Yeah, yeah, I have this great retirement <laughs> and this and that." But it's like I never saw my parents. I remember staying up till ten, eleven o'clock at night, just waiting for my dad to come home. Yeah, just so I can say good night and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And my mom never fought me. She let me stay up late at night. My dad was a mechanic. He was a mechanic uh-huh. for the city, so he had a good job. But you know, his hands—they look like boxer hands, right? They're covered in grease and they're all like blown up and inflated. Cause that's what he did for a living. My mom worked behind a computer in an office. Um, definitely two different types of jobs, two different people, but they did what they had to do. My dad worked the late hours. My mom worked the early hours. Cause that was the only thing that made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they do kind of look at the internet a little bit differently. Cause it's not where they come from. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what you said, it's like, you're on, you're going to be on a podcast. Well, what's that? Well, why do you want to do that? Like, why is yeah. that of interest to you? Yeah. But at the same time, um, it's a good avenue. And I've heard you talk about that and others too, right? If I, I started this just because I wanted to, I mm-hmm. thought it would be a good idea. I started talking to my daughter on the mic and it was That's like, cool. Hey, this is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we shared it with people. We was like, Hey, why don't you check this out? Let us know what you think. <clears throat> hey, that's pretty cool. Like you and your daughter are actually doing something. Then people start to resonate. Right. That's right. And then you start hearing people say, you know, I wish I could do something like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I learned from that book that I read of when I was on a plane is that a lot of people go through their lives with a wish list of things that they wanted to do versus punching and checking the box of the things that they actually did. Mm. And so I said, you know what? I don't want that. I don't want to be that guy that only has to retire in five years. And then I can wait for the last five years of my life to be happy. That's right. Yeah. Right. And finally enjoy it. Yeah. The whole, the whole, like, uh, again, this is all, you know, different generations, but the whole idea of like 401k retirement, like, you know, uh, all that stuff, delegating, you know, your portfolio and, and all that stuff is smart. Like you need, you need to know how to, you know, make money without working. I, I understand all that, but also the, I think the pipe dream of like living off your retirement at 65 when you retire and, you know, sipping margaritas on the beach, like all that type of stuff is it's wishful thinking. And it, it, when you really logically break down what that entails, it doesn't really make sense. Like that doesn't right. sound fun to me. Maybe for some people it does, but like retiring on an island and drinking margaritas every single day on the beach, like, okay, two weeks, that might be cool. But then what? <laughs> like, what the fuck else am I going to do? Like, yeah. I, cause at that age, there's not a whole lot you can do. Right. Like, it's not like you're going to go fucking cliff diving at 75, right? Like I'd rather not work now when I'm 40 and go cliff diving if I want to, you know what I mean? Like there's no, yeah, yeah. like the concept of like, what am I going to do when I retire? Who cares? Like you're thinking 30, 40 years in advance, like you might not get tomorrow. So right. that doesn't mean go spend all your money on the new iPhone, but that also means like, don't waste time working Yeah, just to, to not work. 
Right. <laughs> like, like and, that. And it's the, tough, right? Because you have to pitch yeah. the narrative of, of you, we need workers. Right. Sure. We can't say at the same time, go out and do this and follow your dreams because um, coming from my background is in, in HVAC, there's guys out there that make an easy six figures. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's not easy work. I mean, they're out That's there right. busting their ass, they're in addicts, yeah. like where you, you live in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. So you're yeah. over a hundred degrees. So constantly your humidity is insane. Oh yeah. So those addicts are like 130 in the summer. Yep. And I'm sure they're getting paid well for the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with doing the work up front to get the dividends on the back end. Right. And I think that's, in my opinion, a message that's missed too, is there's nothing wrong with going out there and doing what you have to do to get to yeah. the next point in your life. That's right. Because you can yeah. definitely go out and pick up a job in the construction field and be blue collar and you can make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And that's okay at a younger age, right? Because as you get older, you don't want to do that anymore. Your yeah. knees start to hurt. Your back starts to hurt, right? That's it's right. a little bit more difficult to get out of bed. And it's a lot easier to go to sleep. Or mm -hmm. when you're younger, it's the other way around. Right. Um, which so is, which is like why you should, your, yeah. Spend your time wisely, right? Like make that's it right. make sense. Like the way, the yeah. same way that we budget our money, hopefully mm -hmm. we're doing that appropriately. And it's the same right. way that we should budget our time with our life, Yeah. right? Spend the time putting in the work in the beginning so you can cruise on the end. What you're doing now is something that you didn't start yesterday. I'm sure it took a lot of effort and work and research and misfires to get to the point where it's actually making sense. And now right. here you are just, hey, sign up and let's go and you're doing it, yeah. right? And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And a lot of people are gonna look at this and say, hey, I wish I can do that. But fortunately you were in a position where you're able to do that, but I'm sure you had to set yourself up to get to that point. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it, it is those sacrifices, right? Like those, you know, taking those weekends for two years where I wanted to do this podcast thing as a hobby and create content as a hobby. And I was working two years and kind of like, you know, putting aside my girlfriend, now my wife at the time, and saying, hey, listen, I got to do this podcast thing. I got to do this content thing because I can't do it on the weekdays because I have a full-time job. So right. I would sacrifice that time for two years. And then now I'm at the point to where, now I have a content podcasting business, but right. it took, you know, almost three years of yeah. working as a side hustle, really as a hobby, not making right. any fucking money and then just kind of taking the plunge and doing it. And, you know, the reason I did it is, um, I, I forget what book it was. I, I want to say the, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And oh, yeah, that's book. such a great book, but I think <laughs> this was the quote <clears throat> and I might've just heard this on a podcast or something somewhere. But when you're working a corporate job and you work all these different hours and you work in a little bit harder because you want to get promoted and all that, right. one thing that really resonated with me is the only, especially if you're a family man, the only people that are, the only people that know you worked more hours are is your kids. kids. <laughs> and that really hit me, bro, especially when yeah. we found out we were pregnant. And um, that's when I was like, that makes sense. Because yeah. I did work a corporate job. In fact, I, I was making six figures at two corporate jobs back to back, one for a decade. And then I ended up getting laid off for something that wasn't really my fault. And then I got another great job where I was traveling a lot, spending time away from my my wife. We weren't, uh, she wasn't pregnant at the time. And then I ended up getting laid off due to the pandemic. They shut down pretty much the entire company and yeah. laid off everybody. So that's two corporate jobs back to back where I got laid off. And these are jobs that I said to my wife, I got to go do this event. I got to go do this. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, hang out for your birthday. I got to do that. 
like I was sacrificing time, as you mentioned, which is mm-hmm. uh, an extremely important commodity, maybe more so than money, in my opinion. But I'm sacrificing all that time. Turns out, here I am, years later, I'm not even with that company anymore. So yeah. that's why I looked at, like, especially now having a kid, I got to be very, very conscious of how I'm spending my time. Kids um, change everything. They do. Everything. They, do. they make you... Kids, so so going back to my kid, right? My eleven year old, she drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> like I can't even tell you the stress levels I get from my kid, but it's because she is so much like me. Right. And my mom, she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. She's like, "That's what you get." Like I always told your ass, when when you have kids, you'll understand. And she was right. Yeah. But yeah. having kids is having that person that you want to yell at in the morning, and then one minute later, hey, say, hey, your, your hair looks nice. Hey, you ready for that test? Hey, get your ass out of bed. We got to go. Hey, mm-hmm. you ready to go? You want some breakfast? Like, you know, you go through these weird mood swings that you don't understand until you're a parent and yeah. you'll get there, right? You'll get there. But it's like yeah. with your kid, your kid can can have a blowout, right? All yeah. over the place, right? It's going to get on. It might even get on your shirt or something, right? And you're yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Don't worry about it, babe, right? And you just yeah. you just clean it off. Yeah. And, and these are the things that, that your perception of things change like you never understood or thought they would. Yeah, and, and when you see that that first giggle, that first smile, you start to see them walk, and you start to realize, like, man, this shit is real. Like, I made this. This yeah. is me. Now I'm responsible for this. This isn't a plant or a puppy. Mm-hmm. This is my seed. Yep. And everything you put in and invest into this seed, starting from the minute they're born to when they get to our age and past us, is going to have some effect on what we did. That's right. We yeah. are 100% responsible. So there's something that I've been struggling with is that because my daughter is 11, I did some research to understand why are we butting heads? Now, we're not like screaming or yelling or abusive sure. or nothing, but it's like my frustration levels are so much higher than they used to be. Mm. I'm like, why is that? So I did some research and I did some thinking. And it turns out at the age of 11 is where kids start to try to find their own identity. And I'm like, that makes sense. Oh, that wow. makes sense because my opinion isn't as valuable anymore. Because it's not her opinion. She's it's not her friend's opinion, right? Right. She's seeing the world a little bit differently through her eyes than what I am. Mm. Um, Even though I say that's a bad idea, (laughs) she may not think it's a bad idea because she hasn't touched the hot stove yet. Right. So now she's got to go out and touch the hot stove. And when she touches it, maybe that wasn't a great idea. Right. But in her head, she has to touch it. That's right. And that's where we start to battle more because I'm like, you don't have to do it this way. There's better ways. Yeah. But because she's trying to figure out who she is, right? Toys aren't her things anymore. You know, she's more into the way, you know, she's worried about acne now, right? When her as kids, they don't they don't know what that means. You know, they're worried about what their friends look. And, and I wrote about this too, is, is she cares about the way she dresses, but she's wearing pajamas. That's the most frustrating thing in the world to me. Like you can't have both things at the same time. It's like that old saying that like having kids is like, um, brushing your teeth while eating Oreos. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That, that's what she's doing. She's going out in pajamas, <laughs> but she wants to make sure her hair looks nice. You can't do both. No. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. And trying to explain that logic to her is, yeah. is mind blowing. And then I go out to wherever they're at and all of her friends are in pajamas and their hair is done. And I talk to the parents and all the parents are doing the same thing. Like I can't yeah. get it through their head. So all of us at this age in the sixth grade are doing this our kids are a different pain in the butt, right? Mm, yeah. But at the same time, if you take a step back and you realize what's happening is it's just a different level of evolution for them. 
And I think that's the hardest pill for us to swallow is we're so focused on just being the parent that we're not that's realizing right. what we're parenting anymore. Because yeah. when they're little, you're navigating them through those steps, right? You're trying to help them walk. You're singing the ABCs, the itsy bitsy little spider songs. You're, yeah. The music they're playing is is nice and it's happy and it makes you feel good to listen to it. And you're you're driving one day and all of a sudden you're singing the wheels on a bus go round and round and you can't get that damn song out of your head, right? And it's gonna happen. Every parent in the world knows Baby Shark. Yeah. And that's because it's all catchy and it's positive music. Well, fast yeah. forward till we get a little bit older and they're actually listening to the radio, right? The songs are not the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, and you start to realize what's happening is, and they're starting to actually listen to the lyrics and not just listen to the beat, right? Yeah. And they're starting to try to make sense of what's happening around them. Then you mix in social media, right? Oof. As much as you don't want to have them to do it, they're going to get on it somehow. My daughter yeah. still doesn't have a phone, but she has a tablet. Mm. Well, she's smart enough to make the tablet her phone. And mm. there's nothing I can really do about that. Yeah. But so she's on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is she's on. And She's sending pictures with her friends. So there's a lot more influence out there where she's seeing things and she wants to try things. And at least she's asking me about things like, hey, is this real? Most of the time it's not. Right. Right. Because it's it's clickbait. Sure. But but it's very frustrating as a parent if you're just being a parent. But if you allow yourself to take a step back and realize that they still need our help, they just need it differently. Right. They're yeah. not trying to be frustrating. They just don't know what they don't even know what they're trying to be. They just know they're trying to be something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the, it's, they, it's a, it, that whole again, it's that trial and error type of thing. Like they have right. to. I think, you know, I don't know if you consume any of Jordan Peterson's content, but um, he really talks a lot about growing up with kids, sometimes a little bit more strict than than I think I would. But there's some good nuggets in there. We talked about one of them in particular is like you're as kids get older from age zero to 18 um, the more you shelter them from the outside world, the less strong they're going to be. On yeah. And, you know, when you said something about the stove, that made a lot of sense to me because, you know, now we're starting to have these conversations when she starts to crawl and like, what are we going right. to do with, you know, we want to make sure that everything's perfect and the floor's <laughs> clean and like we're having these conversations. But then I'm also like, I don't want to like injure her. But at the same time, it's like, when she's able to, when she's aware of her surroundings and all that, do I want her to get outside and to maybe yes. fall on the ground? Yes. yes, I do. Like I, yes. I don't want her to get injured, but I also want her to right. understand that if she falls in the stick, she's going to cut her leg and then we're going right. to have to put a, a bandaid on it. Like, right. It's not that big of a deal. Like it's not. So it, it, there needs to be some level of trial and error to everything, because I think that's, again, we talked about this in the beginning, kind of full circle. We didn't mean to do it. But these like shitty moments yeah. make you a better human. Yeah. You know, make you stronger and make you well aware of like this planet is kind of it's it's a weird thing. We're we're this very, very large, but also very small part of the universe. And to us it's like a normal thing that we're just walking around on this marble that's floating in space that continues mm -hmm. to expand and is getting bigger and bigger every single moment and it's becoming more and more infinite and we don't understand it fully and we're just these little ants on this large planet and it you need to be terrified a little bit of it you need to be <laughs> right you need there it's not all sunshine and rainbows and that's okay well, how, and i think how many people do you know actually have their shit together like oh, all the way through beginning zero. to end zero zero yeah. Right. Like we're yeah. constantly making mistakes as adults. Yeah. 
we did it as kids like and it's funny right because i remember being a kid being you know i'm never going to be like that when i get older i'm still going right. to do this and that like we don't know what the hell we're talking about we, we are so naive and clueless to what it's yeah. like to grow up because the reality is i really am not that much different from when i was younger i'm just more mature right right i know when to and when to not do something but yeah. if i went down today and you opened up one of my text groups for my friends i mean like we're a bunch of kids for sure yeah we're a bunch of kids on the playground where you know we're still wrestling each other but verbally right like yep. nothing's changed we're, we're a bunch of knuckleheads having fun and mm -hmm. sometimes you got to sit back and go holy shit, man how did i even get this far like and now I, here i am raising yeah. a kid and it's like i gotta you know you gotta be careful but it, it's yeah. it's it's different being an adult and it's different being a kid and in the end we're all still trying to figure it out and i think there's yeah. another quote on that too i think mr rogers right and you may have heard this one and he says, like, if you want, just remember what it was like when you were a kid. Yeah. If you can actually yeah. take a step back and remember, like, I was trying to figure all this shit out, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know. That's right. You know, every every parent at some point, at least my generation, got yelled at for not holding the flashlight correctly. That's another one that's been around a lot. But it's so true. And it resonates so well. My dad was a mechanic. I held the flashlight a lot. And when I was supposed to be holding the flashlight, I was probably playing with, the, with some of his tools. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't put the tool away, I got my ass yelled at. Mm -hmm. right and and there's a lot of there's a lot of truth to all these things that that we're all growing up the same way but differently we're all just trying to figure it out yeah nobody really knows how it works there's all that trial and error your baby is going to fall at some point and mm -hmm. i literally said this yesterday when we were at um my sister-in-law's house my daughter's in her quinceanera she's doing a dance for the first time so that's nice. a big deal for us for yeah. her too and um one of the kids was there he's one and a half years old and he fell and i mean he fell hard he like he like did this like barrel roll like bounced <laughs> off his head break dance move right and she's like he's fine and uh and then, and then one of the other kids was like don't look at him don't make eye contact he doesn't know he's even hurt yet right like he doesn't understand that so if you do that are you okay oh there's something wrong now i have to react Right. Yeah. And that's when they cry. Right. Yeah. And it's true because they don't know we're teaching them these things. That's right. But if you tell them, hey, look, it's fine. You're going to be OK. Dust it off. It's cool. I know a kid at my daughter's school that used to go there that unfortunately and her, her mom admits this. She put her in a bubble. She washed everything. She sanitized everything. She wouldn't let her go out. Right. That poor kid has allergies to like almost everything. Oh, yeah. And she's she's getting better at it. Right. She's working through it. And she didn't mean for that to happen, but she was so afraid of, of her kid getting sick, she actually made it harder for her. Yeah. Where yesterday there's a cat, a kitten running around and it jumps over my daughter, like, oh, get the cat away. I'm like, no, she's fine. It's yeah. good for her immune system. Let her get some of that yeah. in there. She's gonna she'll be, be okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, she'll be all right. We got a dog. We got there's a cat there. She's she's outside all the time. Um yeah. there's different parenting practices for sure. But I think, in my opinion at least, I think you're on the right track where you have to let them figure things out. Yeah. Um, well, and, thing, and, oh, God, go I was gonna say the other thing that I learned fast forwarding to my 11 year old is the more I pushed her to do things, the mm. more she pushed back. Mm. Right. The and, opposite and of what she did probably. Yeah, because yeah. well, it wasn't her idea. Right. Sure. And so the more this year, I really backed off a lot. She does sports and I would always, hey, watch your shot when you do this. Hey, make sure you're paying attention to your coach when you do that. And then she wants to like roll her eyes and she's getting upset. Right. Yeah. And so this year I backed off. I hardly said anything. I said, hey, can I tell you something? Are you interested in hearing what I have to say? Or do you want you want to just go out there and practice? And when mm -hmm. I posed it like that, then she wanted to listen versus me saying, hey, come here, babe. Let me tell you something. 
now she doesn't want to like she yeah you're giving her the option to right because now she's setting herself up where dad's going to tell me something i don't want to hear it where now i'm like hey is this something that you might be interested in can i tell you something that i just saw we're at the end of the practice i'll be like hey there's one thing i saw can i tell you about it and then she'll actually set herself up and listen so now i'm setting the table but it's very easy for us just to be parents right going back to that point just and just parent and not yeah. realizing what we're doing because we just get everything has a cruise control, right? And I think parenting does too. Right now, on the stage that you're at, you're very careful with everything around you because everything is so new. Right. Everything is so new for you. You're trying to figure all the all these things out. And I'm doing it again too for my daughter, right? I she's at a stage now where I got to figure out what kind of food I can feed her. Mm. I'm like I got to mash the banana. I, I don't remember how to do this. This was 11 years ago, right? Yeah, right. And, and everything. And we, you've learned a lot since then, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've learned a lot, but the thing about kids is they're all different. They're all different. Right. And the times yeah. are different. So 11 years ago when we had our baby, I don't think we find out what she was going to be until like six to eight months, somewhere in there, right. where now I think it's like three to four months. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just going back to the point of raising the kids and, and this and that and the other, I've learned personally that the more, the less pressure I put on my daughter, the more I let her grow the faster she is to actually do what I actually want her to do um, instead of trying to force it upon her. So it's like what you said, do I want her to go out and fall down? You have to, you have to let her fall down because she's not going to know what it's like to fall down. That's right. And then one day she's going to fall and her parents aren't going to be there and she's not going to know what to do. Yeah. And, and you know, my also opinion, teach as parents, it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Cause you know, at that point you're also teaching them, you know, again, the world is dangerous. Like there's, yeah. you know, you, and, that's one thing we're really trying to do. And thanks for sharing that. That's some good advice too. And I, I've thought about that too, just having those conversations because I always put myself in the situation of like when I was a kid and how my parents yeah. reacted. And yeah, my, you know, my parents were kind of good. Now they're divorced, but from what I remember, they were good because they were like polar opposites. Like my mom was <laughs> my kind of too. like, yeah, like my mom was always like, you know, hey, Tony, just be careful doing that. Be careful doing that. <laughs> and my dad was like, just who cares? He's fine. Like relax. It's all good. And I even have like footage of me, I think at my one year birthday party and I'm like walking around for the first time and my dad's videotaping me and we had like a brick porch Uh and I'm, you know, you could tell like he's videoing me. I learned how to walk like three days ago. Like it's not good. (laughs) And I'm just kind of walking around. A drunken thing going on. And I'm like stumbling. I got this big ass head and my dad's videotaping me from like far away from like a hundred <laughs> yards and my mom like shows up right in front of me and in the video she's like what are you doing hey he's good he's he's, he's walking. fine he's walking. yeah but literally like one fall and i would crack my head open on a brick but yeah <laughs> but it's it's that polar opposite i think is important to have but also too you know and this is going back 38 years ago right but one thing i love about watching like older videos of myself is it's fun to explore and to get out and learn these different things. Like if I pick this leaf up, how does it feel? What does it do? Yes. If I put it on my face, it's yes. going to be scratchy and itch. And I look around kids and my friends have these kids. One of them in particular, that's like, they have the conversation where we're like, uh, Hey, where are we going tonight? Oh, we're going here. Okay, cool. Can you make sure you don't, you don't order anything with peanuts? And I'm like, <laughs> Sure. One of those, right? And right. I'm like, hey, listen, people, peanut allergy is a real thing. I get it. But it's it it's funny. Here we are in 2023 where we went to our pediatrician just the other day for a four-month checkup. 
And I asked them, should we be careful with allergies and all that? And they go, well, you know, it's, it's funny. Studies are actually now showing that if you expose them to more nuts at an early age, they won't develop allergies. Mm-hmm. And I go, good to know. Thank you for yeah. that. I'm glad we figured yeah. that out now as opposed to like 70% of the world is now fucking allergic to nuts and gluten <laughs> and all that. But it's only because we're not showing them that. We're not letting right. them taste it. And that I think could be kind of like, you know, your, your playing field of life, raising yeah. a child is how I look at it, yeah. where the more you expose them to what's going on, the 100%. less allergic they're going to yeah. be, whether that's yeah. from physical state or, or also mental. And I love what you said about um, your kid not having a phone, too. Uh, I know she's got the <laughs> tablet, but how did you, did you have that conversation or did you just make it like a regular thing to where... If she asks, because I'm sure other kids at her age are well, having she asks every day. This is an really? ongoing battle thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every day. I, yeah. I, our first podcast, it touched on that. And then mm-hmm. my phone started ringing and I started getting text messages from our friends and family. Like yeah. get her a phone. She needs a phone. I'm like, she doesn't need a phone Yeah. because I see what happens when these kids get a phone. They turn into zombies. That's their right. brain shuts off. TikTok goes on and you can't, Hey, hello. You knock on their head sometimes. Right. To get mm-hmm. their attention. Yeah. Um, and, you know, let, let's be honest. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but me and my wife, we, now that we've had a, a newborn, it hasn't been as bad. But prior to this, we would have to check ourselves like at 7 p.m. Because after about 30 minutes, we look at each other. We're on the opposite sides of the couch. And we're both on TikTok. <laughs> and yeah, it's easy. It's super easy because it's, it's fucking awesome. So yeah. you look at it like, you know, a drug. It is a drug. It's addicting. So the last thing I want to do is give my kid something addicting because then right. I know she's going to be addicted to it. So yeah. it, it, it seems common sense, but a lot of my friends uh, don't feel as strongly about this as I do. And it's my world. Like I'm, I'm in the content world, but right. I, I post and ghost. So I'll post something and I put my phone down. You know, right. I, don't, I don't like to consume as much as I post. Um, Man, it's so easy though. Well, if you pick that shit up and you start scrolling, your your day can be over before you know it. Oh my it. god! And by the way, <laughs> let's mention that the reason I think it's so addicting is because this is why I love collaborating with people, even on threads, and you know, just reaching out to people I don't know, like yourself. Where gee, people are awesome. Like, there's we get fed a lot of bullshit where people are dangerous and mean and racist and all. Yeah, dude, the vast majority of people are fucking awesome. Like great stories, great people, cool to connect with. Very interesting. TikTok has taught us that like, I feel everyone is fucking hilarious. Like there's so many people that I look at their videos and I die laughing. I'm crying laughing. Yeah. I I look at their TikTok profile and they have like a thousand followers. I'm like, what bro? You have millions of followers. You are hysterical. And that's, what's kind of cool about the internet and social media. But when you're when you're following a bunch of negative things and mean things right. and, and all that, that's when you're consuming all that mean stuff. Well, so, the news is designed to engage you, right? Right. And they the news will have the the mugging, the shooting, the robbing, the stealing. Sure. Maybe a cat got saved out of a tree. Maybe at maybe. the end of the hour, yeah. right? Then they'll do sports, and then oh, by the way, during the basketball game there was a fight, right? right? There's there's that. always yeah. a way to go back to something that's going to get people talking. Yeah. Um, going back to the clickbait, clickbait stuff, but you're right. I, I love talking with people. I absolutely love it in a perfect world. What I wanted to do before I started doing what I did is I thought about being a psychologist 
because mm. I love talking to people. I would love to help people get better at things, this and that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, man, that's a lot of pressure to take on too, right? Like sure. I have my own problems to deal with. Right. And I'm going to start taking on other people's problems too in a serious manner. That's hard. That's a lot. So yeah. what I, I do now is I like going to people's houses. I tell a whole bunch of bad jokes. I get to know people. I'm there for <laughs> a half hour to an hour at a time at their house. And it can be really fun. And I'm like, yeah. man, this is exciting going out and just talking to people. But where I live in, in California, I live in what they call one of the most dangerous cities. I live in Stockton, California. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So okay. And you're all the way on the other side of the map. Yeah. Right. And I've traveled all over the place. I've been to Detroit. I've been to New York, New Jersey. I've been all over the place. Mm -hmm. I've never had a bad experience anywhere I went because it's not it's not the fact that what you're you there. It's the people yeah. that you're there with. That's right. Right. And it's That's very right. easy to go out and have a conversation with somebody and just talk to people. Even mm -hmm. the guy with tattoos all over his face, you know, he'll walk the old lady across the street. I've seen it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not that because of the way they look. It's because of whatever is happening at the time. And if you don't create that bad time, then you're not going to have one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. a friend of mine. I call him my little brother. He's a complete opposite of me when we were growing up. He, he grew up. We grew up. He lived across the street from me and he was always in trouble. He always got in the fights. He was always into something. And I pulled him aside one time. And every time I would work somewhere, I tried to take him with me to keep him out of trouble. And I'm like, hey, how do you always get into trouble? He's like, no, it finds me everywhere I go. I said, no, you find it <laughs> everywhere you go. I don't yeah. get into fights everywhere I go. Yeah, I'm going I can the same be places. with you. <laughs> right. We're going to the exact same places. Yeah. And I'm like grabbing him by his ear, like, come here, like stay out of trouble. So That's there's funny. so many good people out there. And yeah. for so somebody that looks like, you know, they just got through with a shooting or a fight or whatever, right? You can mm -hmm. actually be the sweetest guy in the world if you give them the opportunity. That's and right. I think that's the cool thing about the internet too, is it does expose things that we're not used to seeing about people mm -hmm. is you see people walk up to people on the streets in those videos and they just talk to random people and they, yeah. they start getting like real, like heartfelt, right? You're like, man, this person's really going through something or they have some really good advice to share with yeah. us. Yeah. And, and that's, that's also the beauty of the internet because it does paint a picture and the media loves to sell the bad image of things, mm -hmm. but there is so much good out there in the world. And it's yeah. difficult because we have to tell our kids, don't talk to strangers. Right. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to shelter them from everybody either. That's right. Yeah. And that's another conversation you have with my daughter. She's like, well, you talk to that guy at the grocery store. Why can't I? I don't that's really right. have a good answer for that. Yeah. I, I yeah. just have to tell her you can't do it yet. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there, there, there is uh there's one video that I saw on TikTok where a parent of three was saying, get away from telling your kids stranger danger mm -hmm. um, and teach them um, unnormal behavior. Mm. And I thought, that, I thought that was really interesting because, so what's unnormal behavior? Well, if you teach your kids, hey, only mommy, daddy, or grandma is going to pick you up from school, then you have this person that you don't know trying to pick you up from school, even if it's a friend. Right. Because sometimes, like a lot of times, if you look at all these like kidnappings and things like it's usually people that they know. Yeah. So that to them, that's not a stranger. So that's not a red flag to a kid. However, right. it is unnormal behavior. Sure. Because Billy isn't always picking me up from school. So that's that's right. not normal. Let me let me get with mommy and daddy. Let me ask them first. So yeah. I think that's what, you know, I'm going to try to do is like. There's great people out there. Just because they're our neighbor doesn't mean they're they're awesome. Yeah. So that's that's not a stranger. 
But if they do something abnormal or something weird, I need to let mommy and daddy know. And if I can't find mommy and daddy, then I'm in a bad situation. I need to find out. You know, so police officer we have to take classes at our school because I volunteer a lot at the school. And oh, we have cool. to take classes, online classes, basically about how to spot things like that that are abnormal. Mm. Um, and it's actually it's like it's like one of those classes where if you've ever you come from the world, you have to take all these HR classes, right? Sure. Sexual harassment, what you can and can't do, stuff like that. Yeah. And you think, Jesus Christ, I don't want to do another one of these, right? right? But I did it because I had to. But right. as I was watching it, I actually started really paying attention. And I'm glad I did because these are things that you understand, but you don't know. Meaning that it's not something you'd really think about on your own. But if somebody brought it to your attention, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. You need so a basically, this is somebody bringing it to your attention. You're going, yeah, that is a red flag. Mm-hmm. Like, why would they invite all these kids over like that? Like different things, right? That you would. And it's, it's what you said. It's they're training us about abnormal behavior. Yeah. Because yeah, it could be the neighbor. It could be the coach. Yeah. Right. And, and if you're not looking for these flags, you wouldn't think anything of it. So then That's it right. starts to make you think of things a little bit differently. Like, man, can I? Can I trust this guy? And you start looking for these flags, but that's, I never thought about applying that to my daughter. Yeah. And that's a good point because it makes sense because I want her to be able to be friendly. I want her to experience the world. I don't want her to be afraid of everybody. Right. I never was. My parents were like, don't go here. Don't go there. Well, luckily back in our day, I didn't have a cell phone. So I was out. Yeah, I was yeah. gone. I was on the bike. We took off. You know, my mom thought I was around the corner. I was probably like eight blocks away. <laughs> That's right. You know, That's right. I yeah. had a hodgepodge of friends of every race on the, like we looked there. We were every color was in my circle Yeah, and I loved it because it didn't make any difference to me who they were. And I want my daughter to be the same way because yeah. we're all just people like forget what you look like. It's the personality, right? Yeah, and there's man. some guy that can be, you know, perfect jawline and look like a supermodel and then they start talking you're like whoa man there's something wrong with this guy right <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy that i'm worried about i'm not worried yeah. about the guy with the face tattoo yeah. i'm worried about the guy that's like he's just talking a little bit too too funny for me or he's making me feel uncomfortable because yeah i feel like this guy is going to snap a lot faster than the other guy that's right and it's those yeah. social cues right and i think that's a really good point i think i'm actually going to take that back to my daughter and talk about things that she can and, I, and she is kind of being conditioned in a way, but indirectly. Yeah. And yeah. I think being more direct would have a better impact. So thank you for that. Yeah, no worries, man. And, you know, this is, again, this is a great thing about connecting and, and consuming content is, you know, we've, and it's so it's so weird. We were also talking about this the other day where, you know, we walked out of the hospital four months ago with our daughter and they just let us like walk out. Like, <laughs> like there wasn't, you know, like we had to sign paperwork and all that and they watched us put the car seat in and all that. But like there was no manual. There's no Oh no. So so we, you know, I don't know how our parents did it aside from, you know, reading what to expect when you're expecting. Aside from that, like what did our parents do? Because me and and my wife, we fucking watch videos, bro. Like we didn't do <laughs> Lamaze classes like they did back in the day. We watched YouTube. And so when a lot of people say social media is bad, not really, man. Like it's where it's given me the opportunity to learn how to host a podcast. Now I teach people how to do a podcast. Right. It's all because of the internet. It's all because of watching videos and consuming everything that we learn, including what I just shared with you. I learned that shit on TikTok, man. Like I, yeah. it's, it's because you're, yeah, you're consuming social media, but you're, it's people. These are real human beings. And if you can decipher the bullshit, right. And how you decipher bullshit is by consuming everything. 
you know, well, we like choose what we want to watch, right? That's right. Yeah. It's, so we it's, can choose to go down a rabbit hole of, sure. you know, the foil hats and, and, and conspiracy theories, or you yeah. can learn how to be a better father. Exactly. Like it yeah. just depends how you want to spend your time. My uncle yeah. literally built a swimming pool in his backyard off of YouTube university. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. That's so cool. It, it's awesome. And it was free. But, and it was free. It didn't cost you anything. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah he did it. <laughs> I, yeah. I couldn't do that. I can do a lot of yeah. stuff. I can't do that. I don't even want yeah. to try to do that. That's but it. but there is so much content out there and it's it's up to us as adults to use our time wisely. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why the problem is, too, is like you're talking about how it's amazing and it's easy and 30 minutes can go. It's it's generated to be it's dopamine hits. Right. It's yeah. it's the drug. Like you call yeah. it. It's, it is. It's a drug. Yeah. And you can just oh, man, 30 seconds and you're laughing your ass off and you know, one minute later, you feel sad about something. You want to cry because this guy just gave this lady a thousand dollars and she was almost kicked out of her house. And then yeah. the next video, oh, look, this guy just got into a street fight. I mean, it's so much shit mm -hmm. for your brain to take in at once. Even as adults, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, a lot. It's, it's so much. And that's why, like you're, you're saying, you know, for not giving my daughter a phone. Yeah, because it's a lot of information to take in. Yeah. And it's difficult for us as adults to decipher what's real and what isn't real. Mm -hmm. Um podcasts are great because the long form content you can kind of start to sniff out the bullshit right at that's some right. point someone's going to kind of slip up and you're going to hear or see something that's less genuine versus yeah. the guy that's trying to be something that they're not um and that's what i think is really great about podcasts because it's not it's not the perfect edited world right like if you that's right. if you watch some of the behind the scenes of the mr b stuff it's edited the holy hell yeah but oh, the yeah. guy knows what he's doing right yeah i mean he's he knows what he's doing it. yeah he's doing it to make it more entertaining and He's doing you know, it to make it more entertaining yeah. where this is a real yeah. conversation we're two real people we're that's across right. the map we don't really know anything about each other but there's so much that we can relate to yeah and that's what makes makes it genuine yeah. so this would be in my opinion good content because this is something that i could relate to from the outside that's right. this is just two people talking about being a father walk trying to navigate life business right and that's the real shit that's out there and yep. what's kind of cool too, as you see the social media shift is like, it's not so much anymore about the perfect backgrounds, right? And the happy kids, you're starting to see a lot more people, a lot of dads just like, fuck it. This is what I'm going through today. You're starting mm -hmm. to see moms without makeup. You're starting to see the dirty houses. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because we're awesome. setting ourselves up traumatically. And there's been a lot of studies about this in the past, right? Where people mm -hmm. are trying to be what they're not and they're putting all their money into something and they're trying to live this life and they, they fuck themselves up. Yeah. on such a, a, a terrible level to become what, what just isn't real. Because they end so up becoming that, depressed down the road because they're right. living a lie, essentially. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. But now if you say, hey, look, this is my first mic, but I'm going to make it work, right? right? You talked earlier, hey, you know, I did it for a while and I finally made the chance to do an upgrade and I'm happy for it. Mm -hmm. And that's real, Yeah. right? The five-minute videos like I talked about earlier, yeah, you can start something. It doesn't mean it's going to be great. But if you're willing to work through it to make it better, that's what people want to see the journey because everybody's got to start somewhere, right? right. Yeah. And, and, you know, my mind always goes back to the kids, right? And it's the same thing with the kids, right? You yeah. got your, your, your four-month-old trying to figure out how to make all that work for you, trying to figure out how to make your life work and make sense with this new this new bundle of joy that's pooping all over the place and throwing up <laughs> on your shoulder and going out in public and making a podcast and is the baby crying in the background can you hear it because i had yeah. a podcast like that like two weeks ago and i'm like hey can you hear uh penny and he's like no can you hear jacoby and i was like no i was like cool they were both crying in the background right both other halves were watching the kids yeah. but i'm like that's hilarious and we left yeah. it in there because that's real 
Yeah, that's, exactly. That's real life. And that's 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 what I really like. And I really like and respect what you're doing because I think it's awesome. Thanks, I would man. love to do more podcasts with people randomly. I think you kind of inspired something and I'm gonna give you all the credit in the world for it because Thanks, there is just so much to learn from other people. And I've always said that if people would just stop and listen mm-hmm. and stop trying the big, the, the big voice in the room, you can take so much more back. Oh, for so much more back for sure. No, thanks for saying that, man. And this is one thing that I told myself uh, in 2024 was going to be a big goal of mine. And I started a little bit early because we're taking some time off next week um, leading up to the new year. But I I told myself a lot of the podcasting that I do, I would probably say like I'm at like 218 episodes, I think 219, something like that. This might be 220. But out of those, I think 100 of them are people I know. So I'm at like 50%, which isn't bad. It's It's been great because I've gotten to know so many people. But like I want it to be like 90% of people I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean, because if you can do it, right, the reach is there. That's the goal, right? And, you know, j- just on threads alone, and then I also did uh, something on TikTok, where I've gotten like 35 requests. Um, so for 2024, those next 30-something episodes are going to be people that I don't know. And that to me is a little bit more exciting because I feel like I learn more. Yeah. When I, a when I don't know the person, but b also too, it's it's more like you said, it's more that real conversation versus like yeah. if I you know I have my buddies on and I love having my friends on and I still do that occasionally, but it's the same song and dance. I know what <laughs> we're going to talk about. Like we're yeah. going to talk about fucking football and kids and we're right. we're going to have fun. We know like the inner workings of people. Like I even had my wife on my show before. I know what that conversation is going to be. I don't <laughs> like, it's fun to me, but like as the listener, right? it's, it's cool to work out these, like we didn't script any of this. We didn't do an intro. I'm not going to edit any of this. I'm just going to throw it on YouTube. And this is the conversations that I like to hear where it's just two people that don't really know each other, but through a, that long form conversation, yeah. you're getting some good nuggets out of it. And I think if we take away the mics and you do that in person, Dude, I think we're gonna have a better world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because yeah. it's those those objective conversations, both going in kind of blindfolded, not prejudging, right. not like I didn't even see you. I didn't look at your. Pro- I purposely do this. I don't know if you do this too. I didn't consume any content. I didn't look at a profile picture. You know, you you booked a time on my counter. That was it. Because I wanted to come in this thing like objective. I do that with all my listeners. Um, sometimes it's difficult when like it's a name I don't know how to pronounce, and I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah, Eddie is sure. a very easy name. But I, I like doing things like that because I like being pleasantly surprised. I like that, you know, that objective kind of blindfold. Uh, I tried to do a podcast life. with my daughter two nights ago. But this oh, time I'm like, man. hey, you know what, babe? We're going to it's gonna be a little more structured. I want to be able to edit it, right? Sure. It fell apart. We got it about a minute <laughs> in. And we redid the minute for about, I swear to you, about 30 minutes. And I was like, you know what? It's late. Let's go to bed. Because it's it doesn't simple. work for us. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's so it's so hard to be able to sit. Okay, we're, these are the points that we're going to talk about. Let's sure. keep this interesting. And it felt so robotic mm. and unnatural for both of us. Yeah. Where the other day when we actually did one, I did it on YouTube for the first time. She was having so much fun making like faces and dancing around and we we're laughing and talking. And I, I told her, um, I think this morning, I was like, hey, when you get home, let's try that podcast again. But we're not going to do the script anymore. We're not going to have the bullet. It's got to be natural. Yes. Because it's especially because we're the same person, essentially. Right. It's it's too much to try to be. We're, we're not rigid. That's it's right. just got to flow. And when you're trying to force the flow, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. work. Dude, I, I love it, that. It doesn't work yeah. for me, at least. 
And where can people find, uh, so what's your podcast called? It's called new parent again, new parent again. Cause I know you got a blog right. too, right? I noticed that. Yep. So everything's the same handle. Everything's okay. under new parent again. Uh, concept being that after 11 years, I was a new parent again, we had to start all <laughs> over again, got rid of all the clothes, diapers, toys, and then had another baby. And then we start all over again. I love so, it. Dude. In 11 I years, a lot, a lot's been forgotten. Yeah, but I can't wait to uh, to have my daughter as a co-host on a podcast. I'll probably do like either a separate podcast or I might just do like a series of her when she gets old enough to not even talk. I, I kind of have this idea I'm putting it out in the universe, but I have this idea of like reviewing um, like those newborn toys like yeah. as she gets older and yeah. like kind of getting her thought, you know, because they have like those rattlers and the shakers and all that. Once mm -hmm. she gets like one and she understands what it is, and I have mm -hmm. these toys. I'm like, hey, do you remember playing with this as a kid? No. Okay, well, what was it like? <laughs> what did you do? Like, just to get, I want to try right. to document as much as I can. And then I also want to do books with her and read books yeah. together. And and yeah. I want to do like these little things. Because as a new father, I've, I've, I've been consuming a lot of like, I'm sure you have as well, father-daughter content. Like, I don't know if you follow Zeth. No, but I will. Dude, at Zeth, <laughs> Z-E-T-H. Him, right. him and his daughter are the cutest because I think they're actually in Cali. So if you can collab with them and connect, he's got, you know, I think 100 million followers. That's insane across all his platforms. But his YouTube channel is so cute because you watch her grow. And, yeah. you know, you could argue and say that's damaging or not. But in my eyes, I look at it like I'm capturing content and I don't post about it with my daughter. Some stuff I do, some stuff I don't. But I'm just mm -hmm. capturing everything. And yeah. I look at my podcast like, I love looking back at episode one mm -hmm. where it was garbage. Right. So to where now here we're at 220 and it's obviously much better. But looking back at that, it's still on the internet, it's still on my YouTube. I don't change. I'm never going to take it down. But in like 15 years to be able to find that. Yeah. You know, and same thing with my daughter to, to watch those episodes. Right. That I film. Well, you don't have to post it, but maybe you just throw it up on YouTube as unlisted, whatever. But I think it's so fascinating to have that documented. Um, I was I think it's just so gonna be really cool. scared to do anything on YouTube or even a podcast or anything. Right? Yeah. It's it's um, it's difficult if you're not used to doing it. At right. least for our generation. That's right. The younger generation is born into it. Like they see kids doing the weirdest shit on camera, <laughs> and they love it. Yeah. Right. Where yeah. if I did that, my dad would have smacked me in the back of the head and don't do that again. For sure. And he meant it. And so I wouldn't, I'm not going to do it again because that's where it's but different times, right? That's right. That's so right. once I got over the fact that I wasn't going out there and making a complete ass of myself for clicks mm -hmm. and I was mm -hmm. just putting myself out there being real and honest and genuine mm -hmm. and then saying, you know, it's okay to make that mistake on camera or it's okay to talk about some shit that's really difficult to get through. Um, it got a lot easier, but mm -hmm. it, it took me about six months to even cope with the idea of Hey, I'm going to get in front of a microphone or I'm going to sign up to this guy's, you know, podcast that I've never met before. And I have no idea which direction it's going to go, but why not? Right. Because right? yeah. in the end, what do I have to lose? This is an experience. Yeah. This is a recorded experience. And just like we record everything with our kids nowadays, right? Our phones have everything, everything, every moment. That's cute. Click. Oh, yeah. look, she's laughing. Get it on camera. Yeah. I mean, it's a blessing that we can do that now. That's right. So the biggest feedback I got when I started was that. You're going to be able to get to look at that later in life mm -hmm. and remember that you did that. You're mm -hmm. going to have that experience. And on the other side, 
my daughter's friends are like, that's really cool that you get to do that with your dad. Oh yeah. And then her friends want to get on the podcast with me. That's and cool. I was like, man, I never saw, I never saw a direction for this at all. That's awesome. All I had was a thought bubble in my head with the microphone going, I think I can do that. And let's see which direction it goes. So it's been a really fun experience doing this kind of stuff. And it's, it's kind of cool because you get to push yourself to new directions if you're willing to learn. And that's, that's the right. other big thing too, right? Is there's a lot, there's a lot that we can do and we sell ourselves short, I think way too much. For sure. For sure. And I think a lot of that has to uh, do with what we think people see us as, right? Like yeah. other, other people's opinions, uh, it matters right. too much to us because yes. that's, that's the one thing when I first started my podcast is I found myself kind of worried about like, you know, are, are people going to judge me? And, right. and then, like you said, once I got past, you know, the comfortability of just talking on camera and being myself and documenting myself, it's journaling. In my opinion, I looked at it like journaling. Sure. Um, but in the film aspect, and then I could look back just like you would a journal and read it, but instead I get to watch it. And yeah, you know, it's, it's true what you said about like documenting your entire life as a kid, because there is going to be a lot of people that I think aren't doing this. And in 20 years they are going to regret it because, yeah. you know, my dad thankfully documented everything when I was wow. a kid from age zero to like, I don't know, six or seven. And then once I was able to kind of have like my own camcorder, it was this massive VHS. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, the news reporter. That's right. But now I've converted those into USBs. So there's this company awesome. uh, that I use to convert everything. But then once I converted it, now I have it. And my wife has zero video footage. Zero. Like her parents <laughs> didn't do anything. They have photos, of course. But right. So she is so jealous of all the video I have. Yeah. And I do not want my kid to grow up and be like, you know, Billy's dad captured everything. How come? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, even if I yeah, don't dad, post you're it, a real asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like I, there were so many great memories at SeaWorld and you didn't fucking capture it. Right. You're an ass so yeah, I think, I think there's so many pros uh, to it, but um, listen, man, at the end of the day, I didn't even realize we're at over an hour. So uh, time flies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but listen, uh, give everyone um, a quick shout out again. Again, I'll leave all the links in the episode notes for people that are, are just listening. But where can they find you, Eddie, and uh, and all that jazz? All right. So uh, everything's going to be at newparentagain.com. Uh, I'll have links there. It's also the same on Instagram, on threads, on Spotify. Everything is the same handle. If you are new to this world or getting yourself into it, do not make the mistake of having different handles for everything. Nobody's going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick little tip out there. Keep everything nice and easy. Um, we're going to have conversations, hopefully more like this, more with my daughter. Um, the blogs, I'm trying to curtail to be more uh, personal. It's very difficult to blog, in my opinion, to put your words out there. Oof. I thought it was going to be like a five-minute write. It's, it's like a five-hour write. Um, but yeah, check us out. Uh, subscribe and uh, let us know your opinions. Nice, dude. Eddie, listen, man, I, I've learned a lot, man. I appreciate uh, you connecting. Hopefully, we could do this again. Um, uh, there's a lot more I'm sure we could talk about as well. Yeah, tons. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for the opportunity, man. It was really fun. Absolutely, Eddie. Enjoy Cali, man. Stay warm, huh? Yeah, thanks, man. All right, buddy. See you. Bye.